Thank you for downloading this New Zealand Sports Radio show. We have a new way that you can support us. There is a link in the notes down below where you can make a one-off donation to New Zealand Sports Radio. Thank you for support and uh, enjoy the show. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hello and welcome to the Driving More Show here on Tuesday, the whatever it is of, uh, of June. Um, 15th of June, there we go. Um, and I am Paul, I'll be your main host this morning, oh, this evening even. Oh, geez, I'm so on to the morning sports briefing intro. Stephen, please um, do come in here and help me because I'm all over the shop, aren't I? Yeah, good evening, everybody. It's great to uh, be on the uh, driving mall once again. Always a privilege and a, and a pleasure. And a very good evening to you, Paul. Thank you very much. And uh, folks, um, uh, the reason I'm all, 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 all a dither is uh, um, I thought I was going to be on my own until about two seconds ago. But uh, Stephen then joined us at the last second. Um, to uh, How's your week going, sir? It's actually going quite fast. Listen, it's Tuesday evening already. I can't can't believe it so before you know it, it'll be the weekend and it'll be the big final on saturday yes it will be the big final good evening batman in the live chat over there in youtube don't forget you can join us on youtube twitter and also facebook um, as well so um hi batman there joining us some of the stuff we'll go through this evening we'll be having a look at obviously um the uh, well you've already mentioned super um, trans tasman final not sure much we can add to the show we did on sunday there um we'll be talking about tackling below the armpits uh, there's a Wallabies squad. There's an all-black squad coming up. There's a. Uh, um, I've actually got uh, some analysis of a Springbok squad that'll be worth looking at quickly. We've got a Rainbow Cup final coming up um, as well as a Far- um, talk about the uh, Farapawi Cup and uh, Sky TV deal, um, as well as some feedback from uh, um, Greenpeace about a potential All Blacks jersey sponsor, uh, and we might even touch on some club club rugby as well, folks. So lots and uh, lots going on. But uh, first piece of news, uh, Fetu Douglas has signed for Bay of Plenty, um, Stephen. I was a bit surprised by that one. And it'll be fantastic when he gets himself off mute. It'll be, it'll be great, great podcasting. That, that helps. That helps. <laughs> well, actually, I, I thought you would have a, a lot more to say, but obviously not. Um, just on Fetu, Kamal uh, Kamal Douglas, yeah, no, good signing for the Bay of Plenty. And, and they're very much a forward-thinking uh, Union at, at the minute, and they've made a couple of other key signings as well. Obviously, they want to go that step better to uh, in the uh, Premiership in 2021, remembering they did play in that semi-final 
against Tasman last year and acquitted themselves well, but they're obviously looking for a little bit more depth in their squad, hence the signing of uh, of, of Doug, Douglas. Remembering earlier, they'd also signed um, Selby Rickett from uh, Southland as well. So, boy, they, they are going to be putting some sort of side out on the paddock. Yeah, definitely beefing up their pack there, which is interesting. Um, uh, we'll have to we'll, ha- we'll have a look at all of the um, um, ones uh, this um, uh, this evening. Uh, oh, sorry, not this evening. We'll have a look at all the um, NPC squads ahead of the NPC folks. Um, so don't worry about that. Last year, I got around and interviewed most of the um, co- or, or, or one member of the coaching staff of most of the unions. We might try and do that one again. Um, let's see how we all go. Um, the uh, um, someone uses. I was hoping their um, legendary Marty Banks comment on the uh, Dragon Ball Facebook page um, this to be true. Yeah, um, legendary Marty Banks um, put some um, TJ Perinara's fa- um, face onto a blurred out uh, body that uh, Bay of Plenty had done. But no, TJ is not going to Bay of Plenty. <laughs> uh, I, and uh, in all honesty, players like TJ Aaron Smith going to Southland, maybe who knows? Um, but. Uh, he made it pretty clear to me when he did, did the antlers sign after scoring um, that um, if you get an all-black in all honesty, they never play for you. So uh, those aren't the big signings. The big signings are players like Fessy Douglas, who are uh, at or near international level, um, but not uh, but not quite at the moment in uh, the reckoning. And so, um, yeah, Fessy Douglas is, is a fantastic signing for Bay of Plenty uh, there for them. Uh, after they added um, Terry Black last... Um, uh, last season uh, as well. Talking of a Terry Black, um, apparently he's gone and got himself injured in training, Stephen. Um, now, not that I'm a conspiracy theorist or anything, but um, the the only way they can get Bowden Barrett into the squad is as an injury replacement. So have has someone deliberately gone and taken out a Terry Black during training so they can put uh, Bowden Barrett inside? <laughs> well, I'll, I'll tell you what, if that's that's what that's what's happened. Some teammate, I would say, if that's the case. Um, and look, listen, I've only read or seen what I've seen on the news and uh, yeah that he was hobbling away from training and boy that looked like a decent decent hobble unless it, he has some sort of miracle recovery over the next uh, 72 hours or so who knows Baden Barrett <laughs> and then Baden Barrett starts training with the Blues so uh, it'll, it'll it, it certainly will be interesting I would imagine you they've probably got a couple of options uh, the Blues uh, from their current squad, probably Harry Plummer into first five, and uh, that leaves them with Stephen Perofeta as well. So, uh, I, you know, at this stage, I probably think that if if Teddy Black wasn't to start, they'd probably go with those two. Yep. Uh, well, I, I think Bowden Barrett will will um, uh, will, uh, will come in. Um, oh no! Apparently, okay. Simon says apparently um, uh, Bowden Barrett's not allowed to play for the uh, Blues as he hasn't started a regular season game. Um, well, you know what? With Super Rugby Trans Tasman being a brand new tournament, um, and uh, as far as I'm aware, New Zealand Rugby and uh, Australia and Rugby, so, and Rugby Australia haven't um, released kind of a big document of of the rules and regulations. I'm not sure anyone knows really what the laws and the rules are governing around this one. Um, but uh, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens there with that one. But so uh, yeah, sh- real shame for a Terry Black. Uh, not to, to have gone through all the got, got the blues this far and then not to be able to play in the uh, in the showpiece final um, is a real shame for him. Uh, pardon me if that is what happens. Um, moving on to Greenpeace, then not 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 a uh, 
not a topic that we talk about very often in uh, on this show, I'll be honest. Um, but uh, there are rumours that um, Ineos might be the uh, uh, potential um, sponsor for um, New Zealand rugby. Now, you remember that AIG is uh, uh, ending its jersey sponsorship at the end of this uh, season. Um, now, uh, the there have been a number a number of uh, well another um, one that was that, that was mentioned as potentially uh, going on the jersey and I've just gone totally blank and I'm hoping it will jump to mind is the same person who sponsors the French rugby team um, and uh, I put out a um, uh, I, I did a, a supporter special on that one um, saying how it was basically such a bad idea for New Zealand rugby to go with that one um, and we've got to remember. The person who um, who the, who's the company is named after and uh, runs a company, um, along with Laporte, um, was held for forty was it twenty four or forty eight hours by the uh, French police over corruption. Um, so um, we'll have to wait and see on uh, that one. But um, uh, Ineos has uh, is is now the latest name that has been rumoured uh, to go on the front of the jersey. Ineos um, are a company um, that well, it's an oil company basically, um, a petrochemical petrochemical company. Uh, involved in fracking in the UK, um, amongst other things. Uh, so has uh, definitely um, is a controversial company. Uh, they sponsor. They took over the sponsorship of Sky, uh, the cycling team, um, and uh, now they're called Ineos Grenadiers, uh, which is a, a, a four-wheel drive that the company is making. Um, Ineos were also the people who sponsored that fastest ever marathon, if you remember, um, where they ran in a straight line and the, and, uh, the uh, marathon runner had teams of people running ahead of him um, as well so um there are a number of uh of, of, of sporting uh, Ineos also i think was the sponsor for the for the uk or the british um oh um america's cup team um from memory as well so look they get involved in a lot of these sort of things but definitely a controversial company Stephen, um what are your thoughts about having a uh, petrochemical company on the front of the all blacks jersey <laughs> it seems to me, no matter who they run with, there's, there's always going to be some sort of controversy, controversy of uh, of sorts, Paul. So, um, listen, if, that, if that's who they're dealing with at the, at the, at the moment, I suppose um, that, that that's who it is. I must admit, I don't know a heck of a lot about Ineos and uh, and their dealings. I like most other people, I probably have to go Google them and and, and find out a little bit about them. But uh, hey, in, in the interim. It seems like they're deciding to run with whoever's stumping up with the most cash at the minute. Yes, and other sponsorship deals have gone that way, whoever's stumping up the most cash, um, which I don't think is necessarily a good way for New Zealand rugby to maintain its integrity, personally. Um, but um, there you go. Um, Altrad was the French one I was thinking of, um, yep. by the way. Um, so, yeah, why would a French construction company want to sponsor the All Blacks? Um, Hmm. The only reason I can think of is because Altrad wants to have more say in how rugby is run globally. Um, but hey, that's just a personal opinion there, folks. Not uh, There are no facts about that. Um, the, the Ineos one, again, we're talking about a British petrochemical company wanting to sponsor a New Zealand rugby team. Again, it seems like a strange one from a purely commercial perspective. Um, again, uh, it, it seems to be much more about a kind of softening or... Uh, putting good vibes around a, a brand rather than necessarily actually trying to sell anything, which is a bit, a bit of a different one. Uh, coincidentally, to this um, today, I downloaded a podcast 
um, that uh, is looking at Ineos uh, and their business dealings um, because of because I'm, a, I'm an avid follower of cycling. Uh, and um, so I had downloaded that before I read this news story, which <laughs> so I'll be listening to that and potentially I'll have more to say on the matter, either in a uh, um, either in a, a, a supporter special or on next week's show, folks. So let's um, uh, let's uh, we'll, we'll move on from that one. Um, the uh, uh, sorry, it's a bad time to sponsor the All Blacks um, where they currently don't have a TV deal in the UK and Ireland. Yeah, maybe they don't, but um, they are still the biggest brand in rugby globally. Um, the only one that even even sort of has any shines a light at them is the British and Irish Lions. Um, and that only comes around every four years. So if you want to get coverage beyond just a rugby audience, because the All Blacks are one of the few brands that gets beyond rugby audience, then this is that they are the only choice. So they'll always have a sponsor. The only question is how big is the how, how big is the number? Well, I have heard little birdie told me that um, the All Blacks uh, could be changing their beverage sponsor. Oh, who is it now? I can't say. <laughs> the um, by, by beverage, do you mean alcohol, or do you mean just other liquid? Other, other. well, it's, it's sports supply. Oh, sports supply. Okay. Yeah, I think currently, currently they are with Gatorade, but uh, it could be Gatorade no more. But at this stage, uh, my lips are sealed. So, Stephen, can you think of um, sorry, Steve Cornflake? Can you think of any sports drink that uh, that, that, that might sound like um, Gatorade that, uh, uh, that 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 is used by um, sports companies and may have been downed by a certain player um, recently on a TV, on, on a post match interview? Yes. What is no, it? I can't remember what it was. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear! I remember me. that controversy, wasn't it? It was quite a quite a big deal. Um, but I could tell you what the drink was. <laughs> it's all drinks, all the same stuff anyway. They all just, you know, guzzle all the way. I, I like Nocturnal's idea. I'll be up for a bit of, you know, Bundaberg Ginger Beer sponsorship. That sounds great. <laughs> well, they, they need they, they need all the aid that they can get to help them with their power on the field. <laughs> <laughs> so it'll be Powerade then, uh, that we've seen TJ Pirinara um, do, uh, do, do, do sponsorships uh, and uh, for... Uh, under his personal brand, and also Steve um, Stephen Adams, the um, basketball player, is uh, another person. So clearly, yeah, a brand that is associated with New Zealand sports stars not, wouldn't be surprised to see them there um, at all. Uh, see, see them sponsoring the All Blacks as well. And so, good evening, Cornflake. It's been a long time. How are you doing, sir? Not oh, fine. Uh, same as always. But busy, busy, um, flat out. But um, thought you know, seeing you have put a cry out for help, so I thought you know. A free for a night for once in a change, you know. Everyone might be getting sick of seeing uh, Stephen on the other side of things, so you know, but bring a bit of balance, you know, to the weekend as it would be. Yeah, so good looking Steve is back, um, which is always nice to see. Um, <laughs> even if I haven't got John O'Connor to say so, um, so yeah, so that's the that's some, some sponsorship news around that. Um, the Rainbow Cup final is uh, is happening, uh, and I think you can probably tell how important this cup is when I, when I tell you who's actually hosting the final. Um, is uh, Benetton. Um, now, that side that perennially comes near or at the bottom of the Pro 14 um, somehow has sneaked into the Rainbow Cup final. Uh, admittedly, their last game was cancelled due to COVID, and I think they got a th um, oh, they, they got enough points from that to, that, that got them through. Um, they're up against the um, Bulls, 
who are having all of their Springboks taken out of their squad ahead of travelling up to Italy. Um, so um, either of you guys and uh, in eager anticipation of this one or, or this one of those ones that kind of like, oh, my word, what's going on here? <laughs> I'll, I'll, I'll start. Yeah, I'll be sitting my clock for that one. <laughs> um, well, I'll tell you what, the, the, probably the best news is the fact that all the Springboks have been pulled out of the balls because I think that'll probably even it up, that I would imagine. Yeah, no, absolutely. Uh, Cornflake, you've been following this one with any any interest? Um, briefly, brief, briefly uh, from a from a distance sort of thing, seeing how it's been going. But it's an interesting uh, whole concept, isn't it? How, how they've done it, uh, splitting splitting the sides up and moving through to this sort of final. So it's yeah, it's been an interesting way to go about it. But yeah, you're right in what you've said about the whole competition. A lot of teams have, uh, well, most teams have taken it uh, less importantly than others. Um, so it's been interesting to see how they've gone about their work and the things, but yeah, the, the Bulls, a lot of new South Africans coming through the ranks of this competition, which what I've found is from a South African perspective is probably where I've probably watched this more, uh, doing a few bits and pieces in the build up to the Lions, seeing the names you've got coming through, players coming through, new guys building into these franchises, which is, I guess, what you like to see. And I guess we haven't seen South Africa as a, a, a country compete for quite some time. So, um, I don't think it's going to make too much effect on there, but the future-proofing of uh, the uh, nation is certainly uh, in safe hands. There's quite a few good, talented players coming through those ranks um, in those uh, sides in South Africa. Yeah, no, look, it, uh, I think a lot of the Pro 14, a lot of, sort of the European teams have been taking this as a, well, kind of an, an early pre-season, <laughs> which uh, ahead of their off-season before pre properly pre-seasoning, uh, and really looking at, you say, looking at their extended squad, looking at players for next year. Uh, in this one, um, look, the Bulls have been by far the most uh, successful side in, pardon me, in South Africa during this last season over COVID, etc. So, um, yeah, they fully deserve to be there. But it is going to be a bit of a bit of an interesting one. Um, yeah, four o'clock in the morning, according to Simon Hughes, uh, and uh, as with all things COVID, um, last minute agenda um, window, uh, got to get permission from governments to allow this to happen, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, I think that applies to any. Um, competition at the moment is that yes, it's all it's, it's all all due to all, all with the last minute potential changes in this COVID world. Um, but uh, your uh, talk about lions and looking at the um, the uh, the lions squad. I don't know if you've seen this one from this uh, tweet um, from AP. Uh, and I'm going to say his name wrong. Uh, AP Cronje C R O N J E from South Africa. Cronje. Cronje, thank you. Dear me. Um, so <laughs> what he's done is he's plotted uh, age across the bottom of the graph here and uh, number of caps um, on up and down on the y-axis uh, to show you uh, looking at the Springboks squad. At the, at the old end of the stage, we've got the Mornay Stearns, the Francois Stearns in there, 37 and 34. Now, he hasn't taken months into account by here, folks. It's just straight years. That's why everyone's on, on those lines. It's not they all have birthdays on the same day. Um, Vermeulen out there, but I think he's pretty much, I thought he was injured. So we'll see if he actually gets to play. Interesting seeing Etzbeth there at 29 with nearly 90 caps um, as a bit of an outlier. But uh, yeah, he's circled this kind of area here, which is the 26 to 30 year olds with over 30 caps, showing that the uh, the Springboks have got a good core uh, in, in, uh, in, in there. Um, Gold Lake, are you happy with the how the Springbok squad is heading into the in the Lions series? 
I tell you what, you showed me this, and the first thing I want to see is the same graph done with the Wallabies team. That's what I want to see, because it would be an absolute shambles of a mess. Uh, it would be the oh. little circle in the middle there <laughs> wouldn't be anywhere near that sort of contemplated team, that's for sure. But hey, I'll, well, we know on, it was man, pretty much. We are, this is a lead up into doing the Wallabies one. Oh, brilliant. <laughs> I want to see that when it comes out. I want to see that because there's a big thing. Yeah. They're already doing things about the Swallabies team, about how uncapped a lot of that squad is. But that's another topic for another day. These Springboks, at least to be honest, we know we know enough about the core. Well, we know enough about pretty much all this team, don't we? Uh, what they're going to bring. Because like you said about that middle section there, so many guys at that sort of peak age of performance, peak age of development, they're at their prime sort of years. They're experienced enough now. Hey, they're World Cup champions. Remember, they haven't played for a long time together, but this is the same sort of core of that team that developed that um, squad through the Rugby World Cup in 2019. So these guys are great. I mean, why wouldn't you be happy if this is, there's a little bit of um, youth come through? Um, Afale Fassi, I think a lot of people will be pleased that he's finally um, breaking through into that Springboks team. Um, and, yeah, plenty of ability, plenty of talent, experience. What, what's not to like? What's not to like? I mean... If you're a you're a Lions fan, you got to go into that. You got to you know you won't be licking your lips that they're going to clean sweep this series at all. And I, I like the South African team. They are just big, strong, uh, experienced, and they know how to win. Uh, Stephen, your thoughts? Yeah, can't really add too much more than that that I already said last week by by picking guys like uh, Francois Stein, Mornay Stein. They're not going to stray too far from their game plan um, <laughs> in terms of how they broke down England in last year's final, and that's that's exactly what they'll do. They'll, I think, they'll try and bash the heck out of the the Lions, and the Lions' best bet is to try and catch them early and try and maybe nab that nab that first test and put them under a bit of bit of mental pressure because I think if they get beaten in that first test, I think the Springbok team will only get better. Yeah, I think. I think- the, the, the good, the good, the good thing about this for for, for Africa sports is that there's not too many people in this top right hand corner, right? You've got some um, Mornay Stern, Francois Stern, Vermeulen up there, um, but it's not overloaded. Um, you've got a lot of people coming through the bottom here, um, which I mean, you may, mentioned Fasse, uh, but we've got Wes, uh, Van Straden, Nikhil, uh, Willemser, uh, Herschel Yanchis. There's a lot of young players, uh, and Cozy, who's also already got himself quite a, a few caps. Coming through, so the the feeding there, the, the feeder is there, which something like a two thousand and three England squad um, wouldn't have. You'd have lots of players up in this top right hand corner, um, where you'd see which uh, as, as old experienced players. But no, this is a this is a this this is a, a, a squad setup that can grow, uh, and they're already World Cup champions. So uh, yeah, a good a good view here. Now I only put this one in really just to introduce you to the, to the concept ahead of doing the Wallabies one. Um, because as uh, as as Goldflex said, uh, this the, the Wallabies one is uh, is 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 interesting and fun, um, and so um, the uh, rugby fixation podcast uh, uh, took um, Cronier's idea and did the exact same thing for the Wallabies, and as you uh, and uh, it is somewhat um, somewhat different, <laughs> which <laughs> essentially. Um, has everybody at the bottom of the chart with um, with sort of Hooper, Slipper, O'Connor, Tamua, um, uh, CO. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, uh, with only five players over 50 caps, 
Um, only nine players over 30 caps. There's, a bit of, there's, a, there's a massive difference here for the Wallabies one uh, compared to the Springboks one. And since Conflake, you so wanted to see this, I'll give you first 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 chops at, uh, uh, at giving us your thoughts. Hey, uh, you know, it's good and bad, isn't it? Um, this is better now than it is in a year's time. So this is a good time to get these guys. I mean, Australian rugby's changed a lot over the last couple of years. And I think I, I for one, probably should not criticise this because I've probably called for this more over the last couple of years that they should be getting rid of that old wood. They should be getting rid of those old guys that just seem to be part of that old Wallabies club that keep getting selected, probably weren't performing as, as they should be, keeping guys out of the teams to develop this young, youthful um, group that were coming through, they performed so well at under twenties and, and tournaments like that. Now they've started to come through, and I mean, I I can't really criticise this because now they need to find out what these guys are made of, and and they've performed. Let's not talk about Trans Tasman because that's been a, probably a bit of a a mess for the Australians, but through Super Rugby AU, we saw a lot of these standout guys performing, and and teams like the Reds and and the Brumbies, and you know, guys that you know the Western Force. Last year, wouldn't have even thought about any of them getting in the Wallabies. But now they are playing at a, a decent enough level that guys can make that step up to the next level. We'll just leave the Waratahs out of that conversation, though. Somehow they've had six players, I think, picked in this Wallabies team. Okay, I, I, hopefully I, they I, perform a bit better. I think the Waratahs were the second most players in the squad, second equal most players in the squad. And you're like, how? Now, how? admittedly, Mike, Michael Hooper adds to that as he's been playing in Japan, and he's officially a Waratahs player, but... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he can't. He's he's one of only two players with over 100 caps. He's a captain. Uh, Tom, so I mean, look, you've got the what? Reds back row. That Reds back row. I mean, that that's the future. That that's future. McWright and Wright. Those two guys. Their talent exploding. They're all over the place. Uh, but yeah, there, there's lots of questionable ones in there. Callaway for me. I, I don't understand that one. That's a bit of a, a weird one for me. But some a lot of guys deserve that. Like uh, for Kitty, I think is one guy who's been amazing in a pretty average team. So this is the time. This is the time. Go do it. You find out pretty quickly how good these guys are. They're going to sink or swim pretty fast. So um, Stephen, how many of these? How many rocks are we picking off the bottom of the, of the ocean then that are, that are sunk on this one? there's a few. But hey, guys, this is just a bike product of their policy a few years ago to let guys head away overseas. And I think they they probably originally thought that it would just be some of their, their top guys who wanted to go away and earn some cash. The problem is you, you had a lot of guys who'd only played a couple of seasons for the Wallabies who decided to go go away, head overseas and and play, which, which is a shame because they have got some good players. You know, you can think of somebody like... Skelton, who's playing over in, in, in France, he to me he's still a good inter, international lock who would add a lot of physicality uh, to their pack. But I, I, I endorse what what's, what Steve says. Actually, I don't agree with him all night, but you know he's <laughs> right. Better better this be happening now than uh, than a year out from a, a rugby world cup, and they really had to start from somebody. But I still reckon their jewel in the crown is, is actually their coach. Yeah, look, he started last year. You know, there's a whole bunch of players down here like um, uh, Valentini, uh, Wilson. You mentioned uh, McWright. There's Wright, uh, Paisami, Parisi. Um, there's a lot of players. Um, Swinton also, um, well, apart from that red card he had the other day. Um, there's a lot of players in this this this, this bottom bracket here. 
who who are who got a few caps last year, um, uh, and um, and that's uh, and, that, uh, and 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 are starting to grow. They, you'd like to have a few more um, uh, older heads around them, so that when things do, so to give them a bit of experience when things do go against them, which they will do, um, they're there to help them um, stand up. But the flip side of that is you've got a side here that's not used to losing to the All Blacks all the time as well. So you've got a side here that will perhaps, uh, and, and I'm talking about that from under 20s all the way through, that they, 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 they are used to uh, having some sort of parity uh, and, and beating people in black jerseys. So perhaps yeah. they won't go in with, with, with some of the same mental scars um, that sides have done over the past five, ten years um, from, from, from the Wallabies uh, on this one. Paul, there are times um, in the past you could have you could have actually said nobody from an Australian team would would go close to making an all all black team, but you know you Taniela Tupor, he'd probably go mm -hmm. close to making an all black side. You know, at the moment, probably Harry Wilson, who reminds me of a young um, Kieran Reid, the way he sort of is, gets himself ranging wide, and he's just got a real similar running running style as well. Valentini. You know, if it probably wasn't for the likes of Frizzell being injured at the moment, boy, he could easily slot into a into a six six position as well. These these three players alone in in the pack, you know, come World Cup, these guys will get even even better. I'd so I'd throw Lockie Swinton into that lot, but uh, he'd have to sort out his um his his discipline. But boy, he's he's got an impressive stature as well. He's looks looks about six four, six five, throws himself about probably a little bit a uh, bit too much so they have got some guys that could actually develop into real world-class players and even somebody like Tate McDermott who I was so impressed with um, last last Friday night he is a good tough little little halfback I know they're probably going to have a lot of their plans around Nick White but they you know they have got some guys there it's un it's unfortunate that Parisi from the Waratahs is is got an injury at the moment because he to me he looks like a genuine linebacker and and Banks at the back you know he just gets better and better doesn't doesn't really make a lot of mistakes got a good school uh, core skill or set I should say yeah, I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm going to pick a hole in in the Australians over the last few weeks I think well what Paul said about the experienced players around them I think the experienced players have have lost their plot. Um, the Reds, since we pinpointed the Reds so much, seeing that first game, the Reds and the Highlanders, actually watching that live up in Dunedin was phenomenal because I was so excited to see the Reds, the way that James O'Connor was playing, leading that team around the park. And to watch that match and not watch it on TV, but actually watch where those players were going outside of where that TV screen is, it's, it's just a fantastic thing to be able to see it so differently and to see the leadership that he didn't show and key players and older players in that team didn't show. It's exactly what Paul says. It's like, we're playing a New Zealand team now. The, against the Brumbies, O'Connor was everywhere. I think I've seen him touch the ball a handful of times in that game and so often away from the play, um, avoiding going into that first, despite playing at a fly-half position. I think the Reds suffered that whole Trans-Tasman season by not having a... Oh, James O'Connor had a fantastic AU season, but he went completely off the boil, having not having that guy there. And you've seen that injury at the end of the season. Was he playing off that? Was he, you know, avoiding contact because of that sort of thing right from the start of Trans Tasman as a possibility? But I think, you know, that is a team that had to pretty much learn to carry themselves without that sort of talisman guy. And I think this is the time that the, the Wallabies need to 
learn to carry themselves without those talisman players as well. And and very quickly, these young guys have to grow up and become international footballers. And that's where the Wallabies are right now. And it's going to be interesting to see how those guys adapt from doing that at Super Rugby level to doing it at an international level. Yeah, well, and, and he did another thing which where he um, compared, where we put together the most experienced and least experienced sides, uh, the most capped and least capped, which was uh, an interesting one. Um, the the, uh, the most capped side has 556 caps. The least capped side is seven, which is just nuts. Three of those is Angus Bell, who, if we go back to the previous one, is the youngest person in the whole squad, which is just nuts as for a prop. <laughs> Your youngest player in the whole squad is a prop, uh, there, um, the um, and even the most capped one. Look, Pangamosa only nine caps. Mazarani eight caps. Wilson six caps. Paisami six caps. I mean, you've got four players in there in your most capped squad with single figures. That's nuts. Um, yeah, this is a very inexperienced side that is going to that um, that I, I think twenty twenty three is going to come too quickly for them. Um, and uh, unfortunately for Dave Rennie, that's the end of his first contract. Will he get signed up for another four? We'll have to wait and see. But, um, yeah, really interesting to see how uh, – now, I don't expect either of these sides to actually play, obviously, either, either the most capped or the least capped. But it just gives you an idea as to uh, even that most capped one has got some really inexperienced players in there um, compared to that least capped one. I mean, 556, of which 205 are with two players. Um, so that leaves a 350, 351 for the rest of the squad. Um, so, yeah, so in, in, interesting ones there. Um, another thing that he did um, was um, uh, the uh, he did a squad of players that haven't been picked. Or, sorry, no, 15 of players that haven't been picked. Robertson, Faenga, um, Harry Johnson-Holmes, Hosea, Rodder, uh, Lee Warner, Wright, Samu, Powell, Harrison, Vunivalu didn't get in, um, Simone, uh, who was there very much last year, Godwin, uh, Bataya, uh, uh, and uh, and Campbell. So, um, a couple of a couple of good names in that in that lot as well, Stephen. Yeah, you know, um, you know, you talk about. I I can actually see, you know, even though they're young and experienced, you you can actually see some guys that are going to be genuine, world class superstars moving forward. The likes of Parisi, Jordan Pataya. Imagine those two in the midfield. Gee, there'd be there'd be a handful for anybody. I think Pataya got that injury early in the season, so we we never we never saw a lot of him. Um, you know, Bunivalu still feeling feeling his way in the in this game, but he, you know, you've seen the skills that he brings. I I just think it's just early in the piece, but I can probably see a core of these guys going on to make a really really good Wallaby team moving forward. And you and you're right, 2023s. Probably going to come a little, little bit too early, but boy, they're going to be a they're going to be an awkward side for a lot of a lot of teams to play. I, you know, I'd I'd probably still. I know they didn't perform at their best against the the Argentinians last year, but you know, got to forget there was only really a really a kick that thundered into a post <laughs> down at um, down at the uh, at the Capeton. That was the difference between them not sort of drawing a series with us to all last year. So they're not they're not that bad. Okay, they dropped they dropped their bundle in a couple of games and you knew that the All Blacks would bounce back at Eden Park and I, I think probably if you could be critical of uh, Dave Rennie probably experimented just a little bit too much in that return game 
that they played in in Australia and and got duly punished for it. But now he knows much so much more about his squad, right? Uh, it's it's about the Rugby World Cup for him. Uh, so yeah, absolutely. Um, Cornflake, any of these names in there? Do you think they're a bit a bit unlucky to to miss out? Well, I mean, you got to play the long game, don't you? I mean, this is a, a little series versus France, um, and the, there's a lot of names in there that would you'd, you'd put on a, a, a Wallabies team sheet quite comfortably, wouldn't you? Um, the likes of Samu and Powell, and like I said, Pattaya, Simone's been good. Vanavalu, uh, I mean, once he gets sorted, he's going to be he, he's a weapon, man. His ability of under that high ball is is just mad. This what he can do uh, with that league background is crazy. But yeah, plenty of guys, everyone on that list. You wouldn't look out of place um, in, a, in a Wallabies team, but probably I'd not be too keen on seeing Godwin in a Wallabies jumper just yet. I've not been impressed by his development over the last couple of years from when he was such a, a, pro- a prodigy talent. Um, he's kind of flatlined a little bit, which is a bit sad, but he's still a good player. Um, but yeah, plenty of names, heaps of names. Will Harrison, what do I have to do to get him in a Wallabies jump? I've been saying for two years he deserves a shout. <laughs> he still doesn't get there. Best, best fly half in the country. Now, I'd just like to point out that uh, the difference between the Highlanders making a final and not making a final <laughs> was a kick by Godwin uh, to uh, to score that uh, that last minute or that late try by the uh, Western Force to stop the Crusaders case. getting a, getting a bonus point. So how ca- how can you how can you this Godwin when he's done that straight point? in the Wallabies straight in the starting lineup <laughs> Godwin <laughs> that number twelve says. <laughs> but, you, but you know what? You think about the depth that they're actually creating at loose forward. Think about the loose forwards that they've actually got in the squad. And look mm-hmm. at the guys. It, probably if Samu wasn't in, injured, he probably he probably gets in this team. You know, you've got you've got right there, you've got Lee Lee Warner there. So already they're actually developing some depth in some certain positions. I, I'll tell you what, it, you'd be unlucky if you're a loose forward over there, especially a six or six or an eight at the moment, because they're actually developing some nice depth in certain areas. I first five, yeah, probably a, a probably a little bit thin outside James O'Connor, but yeah, you're you're right about Harrison. He's he's actually been pretty pretty good at a team that struggled. Yeah, look, it, it's the and, and yeah, some of these names are on this list because they are injured, not because they uh, they they weren't picked for 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 their skill level uh, or ability. Um, but yeah, good to see that kind of uh, the, the, those kind of names um, around. Um, the main. Um, one uh, bit, last bit of news, Farrah Palmer Cup, is, uh, every single game is going to be live on Sky this year. So fantastic news from Sky uh, on that one. Um, I don't know who is to um, uh, behind all this, but I think around the Mighty Ten Cup uh, or around the provincial rugby, there's been a number of very good things happened. First off, um, the uh, they've, they've stopped calling it um, the Air New Zealand or the... Uh, um, oh, what, did, what was it after that? I've gone blank as to that building company. ITM what, Cup. What, what a team. There was ITM, ITM. ITM. Yeah, so they've gone away from being a sponsored name back to the Bunnings NPC. So bringing back that NPC piece, I think, is a fantastic move. Uh, look, they're going to be televising all the Ferro Palmer Cup. That's another good move. So a number of good... Um, there's going to be one um, NPC and one Ferro Palmer Cup live on free-to-air television every single weekend um, as well. So three very good moves happening around the provincial side of things, going back to its proper name, um, 
having all the women's games um, live stream uh, available live either streamed or, or on Skype and having some rugby on free to air live, not delayed by an hour once everyone knows what the result is, but actually live. So some real good decisions being made there, folks, um, in the provincial space. Uh, and, and I think I've probably covered everything there, but if you've got anything to add to that, otherwise, uh, otherwise we'll, we'll quickly talk about um, Simon Hughes's comment there. Um, yep, that uh, the USA um, are going for the uh, twenty the twenty twenty seven and the uh, twenty thirty one or, or the twenty twenty thirty one men's World Cup and also the women's twenty twenty nine World Cup. This is also Australia going for the twenty twenty seven. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates, like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. And World Cup. Um, so um, uh, interesting ones there. Um, I'm not sure that uh, the States is a good will be a good choice in 27, um, but 31 might be a good idea um, on that one. Um, finally then, the fun piece, boys. Um, want to uh, uh, su surprise you on, because you ha I haven't, ha I haven't uh, uh, prepped you for this, but we need to pick uh, an All Blacks um, 36 um, squad, um, because that's going to be happening next week um, live on, I was going to announce live on the, uh, uh, the, the breakdown or whatever it's called on Sky. Uh, but folks, you don't need to watch that because myself, Stephen, and Steve will be putting together the the the, the team or the, the squad that will be picked to give us some help, folks. Um, I have got the uh, thirty-eight man squad um, that they chose for the um, rugby championship last year. This year, it's only a thirty-six man squad, so we're going to lose two players um, out of that one. Um, but um, kicking us off at hooker. Last year, we had Amua, Coles, and Taylor. Um, in all honesty, boys, can you see any, any different, or do you think we're going to see the same three again? My pick would be the same three. Yeah, same three. Agree. Ash Dixon is the unlucky son. Ooh. Oh, hard, hard out. Hard out, Steve. Anywhere else in the world, he's probably he's, he's probably played over 50 <laughs> guests easily. Yeah. So yeah, certainly Bolton might be Ash Dixon, but that's. Uh, I think we're, we're pretty much. Uh, I say we, we have got. Um, uh, I can either. Uh, I, I, I think nailed on is all those three uh, in that one. In the um, cropping department, last year we had seven props uh, with uh, Bauer, Hodgman, Lua Lala, Lomax, Moody, Twinna Cathy, and Tonga Fassi. 
I'm going to say that we actually don't need six props. We don't need seven uh, as to try and get us down to 36 and 38. Um, so which uh, which six props do you think uh, you would um, you would go? Oh, oh, sorry. Are we picking who uh, who we think Foster will pick or are we picking those who should be picked? Uh, I think we're trying to predict what who Foster will pick. Um, but we might so we might mention if we think someone else would get in there. Um, to my mind, um, um, Kathy and Twenkafasi have both done themselves the world of good recently, uh, so I can see both of those going straight in. Um, which other names there do you think are, are nailed on? I think probably you'd you'd, you'd still go Terrell Lomix because he's <clears throat> he's probably uh, he's another another tight hit prop. Although I think you probably have Nepo Lalala as well. I think that's probably four that I'm reasonably confident with. Hodgman, to my way of thinking, I don't know if he's been overly overly great uh, during Super Rugby. Let's not forget he got suspended as well, for, you know, um, ironically in that Highlanders game. Um, I think he probably he probably comes into the mix, not entirely sold on Bauer. I have enjoyed the young guy uh, from the Highlanders. Um, Ethan, Ethan, de Groot. Ethan de Groot. I think he could be a I think he could be a, a, a bit of a bolter, and yeah, I don't know. Would you you'd agree with that, Steve? That the four that we've got there thus far, Steve. Yeah, I'd, I would agree with you, but I think guys like Lomax, discipline-wise, he he needs a bit of work as well. And you look at him in a hurricane scrum that's been pretty decidedly average. I don't know if you obviously he's not fully to blame for that, but um, yeah, I, I'd, I'd kind of like. You know your, your all black front rowers, especially to be part of a, a a pretty good front row, and I guess that's saying the Hurricanes have always really struggled with struggled with, which is probably why half the reason why they got a player like Lomax from the Highlanders a couple of years ago. But yeah, of what we got, I mean, the scenario we talked about that other teams, you know, Italiano Tupo would would slot quite in there nicely, wouldn't he? <laughs> oh, yeah. he'd, he'd he'd be he'd be great, wouldn't he? Aiden, Aiden Ross is probably another one from the Chiefs who's been. Pretty pretty impressive as well on the lucid side. Um, any uh, uh, so so, um, um, what, what about Joe Moody? Is he is he injured or is he available? What's the situation? Yeah, um, I'm not sure, but to me, at thirty two, yeah, if, if if he's available, he's a yeah. If he's, if he's for some reason, he's think he's honest. not. So we think that um, that so we think there's one one place up for grabs really, um, and we'll, uh, George, George Bauer. Mm. I think he's probably slipped, slipped down a bit, um, but uh, I'm going to take a punt on Ethan Degroot making it. What well, it's it's, probably, it's not going to happen. It is it is a really long shot. But that uh, that young uh, Crusaders guy, uh, Tamatini is his name. Oh, no, Tamati no, that's Williams, the halfback. Yeah. Tamatini, Tamati, that's yeah. his name. Yeah, he he's a he's a, a talent. He's he's not going to be an All Black this year, but boy oh boy, put him on your list for the future. He's he's a phenomenal young player. Um, Aiden Johnson, boys. Uh, I'm sorry, right, Paul. I can see he's done well this season. I mean, the Highlanders scrum's been good, but um, yeah, don't know if I quite go that far. <laughs> yeah. they'll, they'll, they'll go they'll go with guys that they had. Had last year, like Hodgman, to me is the guy who's probably in, da in danger of dropping out. The um, I, th I think I think Ethan Degroot's got a, a, a fantastic chance um, to be getting there. To be honest with you, um, in the locks, then 
Um, last year, we uh, they had five, which I think we'll uh, we'll stick with. Uh, and let's be honest. Um, Scott Barrett is uh, is nailed on, um, as is uh, Sam Whitelock as well. Uh, let's be honest. Uh, I think Vai has has uh, has uh, is, is also in there. Um, then we've also um, got a certain metallic yeah, uh, coming back, um, which then uh, leaves us with just one more spot. Um, so we've got uh, some of the names in there: Patrick Tupolotu uh, and um, uh, Mitch, M- Mitchell Dun- Dunshay were the two there last year. I think Dunshay probably has slipped back a bit this year. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think he's been as uh, been up to the same sort of standard. Um, so I think we'll probably see Patrick in there. Um, but I do think there's uh, uh, so that that's uh, I can't spell Brody, but never mind. Um, <laughs> you know who I mean. Um, is 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 that how you see as being a five Barrett Whitelock the I Retallic and um, Topolotu, or do you reckon someone else will get in there? No, pretty much. Yeah, you can't you can't go, especially that that first year, you know, Barrett Whitelock Retallic. Yeah, no one's going to nudge those guys out. So I mean, it's it's yeah, it's the the. The future, the supervisor is a fantastic young player. And uh, yeah, Tui Pelotu is a guy that they really, really like. So I can't see them going past him after a number of seasons now of pushing him through that system. I I, I just want to see Putty Putty Parkinson stay on the paddock for a whole season as well. That would be really <laughs> <Ain't> good. happening. Although <laughs> <laughs> well, he's getting the list. <laughs> yeah, he's, definitely, the list. He's, in bol- he's in the bolter section, right? <laughs> well, well, he's a New Maori lock. We shouldn't forget that. So he's, you know, he's got to be in the yep. top half a dozen locks in the country. No, agreed. Yeah, he'll be. Um, uh, he'll, he'll have to get, get some time there. Um, amongst the loose forwards, then um, looking at uh, who was there last year, um, Sam Kane. Um, uh, we should probably actually. Need to add a uh, an injured column because that's where Sam Kane fits. Unfortunately, do we add Savira um, in that same column? Oh, uh, Ali's back. Ali's back, is he? Okay. Yep, he played. The, he played last weekend. So Ali's a definite. Um, looking at the other list, other, other ones who were there last year, um, Shannon Frizzell. Um, we've got Cullen Grace. Uh, I think he's probably in the bolter section at the moment, unfortunately. Um, Akira Iwani. Uh, who else am I bringing over? Uh, De Police Karifi, Dalton Papulihi, uh, and Hoskins Satutu. Um, the I think De Police, the, I think Karifi would be a, a lot of bolter to me at the moment. Now I think he's probably slipped down the rankings. Um, Dalton Papulihi, I think, is nailed on to be in there. I think I think Billy Harmon you should put into the bolters as as well. I don't have to come on here and praise the Highlanders anymore. I mean, it, Stephen's doing it for me. <laughs> taking all my ammunition, taking Billy Harmon, Ethan De Groot, Paddy Paddy. Oh goodness me! Oh, Love sorry, so is injured again. I thought he just come back from his knee injury. What he's injured again? No, he got injured. If you remember, he left the field in that game. He played last week, but he went off went off injured. Oh, we'll have to see about that one then. They don't know the extent, and that's why I've put Billy Harmon in the frame. I think I I think um, oh, Papa Ali will probably will 
probably, if not, it definitely make the squad. To me, he's probably been the Blues' most consistent performer. Mm -hmm. um, thinking of number eights, obviously we've got Hoskins to two to in there. Um, I've just gone blank as to who the Chiefs' number eight has been this season. Um, oh, I, I literally just had his name to tell you. Yeah, um, Jacobson. Thank you, Jacobson. That's it. And and you got Boshier as well. What's the situation on him at the moment? Uh, I'd be very surprised if Luke Jacobson, Hoskins, two to one, the two eights that are in there. Um, you think um, you think Boshier is really there? Well, he's been around the traps for a while, but I mean, he's not had his standout year. He probably did a year or two ago, that's for sure. I'd, I'd probably be tempted to put Tom Robinson in the bolter. I think this this is this is kind of telling now as to um, Frizzell apparently is also injured as well. Oh, geez, is there anybody fit? Frizzell's been out for a couple of weeks. He didn't play last weekend. Um, if that's the case, then Akiri Wani goes in as six, um, as, as, as locked in to be. To be honest with you, um, the uh, and I think uh, I think Luke Jacobson, Hoskins, Tuttle will be the will be the eights in there. Um, any other names? Because we've got, I think there's a lot of bolters here, but no actual. Why? Why are we not liking Cullen Grace anymore? Is is he fit? You think he's you think he's in there? I like him. Okay. I'll tell you another bolter. Remiss of us as well, Ethan Blackadder. No, oh, yes, that's fair. Yeah, so I, to me, actually, I think we'll probably, I'm going to put those in. The, um, so actually, I think, I think Luke Jacobs is in there because I, I don't think Hoxley's team's had, had a good, as good a season this year. So I think, I think there's a number of places up to grabs and loose forwards um, mm. compared to. Um, some of the other positions. Whereas lock, I think we can say right, that will be the five. In loose forwards. I was going to say I think Grace and Robinson are probably battling it out for that position. Both both extra line out forwards. They got great work rates around the field. But you know that's that's the question. I suppose you you've got to get inside the mind of the selectors. Are they well? Are they happy with what they saw with Cullen Grace last year? I know he hasn't been as dominant. As he has mm. been this year, but you know, why would you just chuck him on the scrappy? Yeah, yeah guy too. they um, they do like to, they, yeah, they do, they do like consistency. Um, on um, uh, oh, De um, Devon, uh, um, uh, yeah, Flanders as well. Um, but I, I, I don't think Flanders is a he's had a good season, but I wouldn't put him in the all black selection in the all blacks, um, uh, uh, conversation. Look good at eight, hasn't he? When he's gone yep. to number eight. Mm. Um, moving his backs then, and um, TJ Perinara and Aaron Smith will be there. The question really for me is: is that final place for Brad Weber, or is it for Flau for Fakatava? Well, Fakatava is still injured. Still injured? Still out? Yeah, he's still injured. He's back? I don't think he's back till next year. Yeah, he's out for the season, as far as yeah. I'm aware. Although he's oh, still walking. Yeah. Well, then I think Brad will be at set again. I just mm -hmm. can't see them changing. They'll stick with the same three. I think Falafa Katawa would have been in there if he wasn't injured. Yeah, I guess it depends how the season... On the form he was playing at, yeah, 100%. Uh, but he did miss, what, over half of the technically season, didn't he, by missing all Trans-Tasman. 
Um, so if he could have kept that form up, yeah, 100%, he would have been in there. Would have been real battle with Brad Weber. The um, Finley Christie um, is a bolter. Um, but I think he really is a bolter. <laughs> mate, it's, mate, a, it's a maybe, hard spot to get maybe, into. Maybe not for Scotland. <laughs> so, uh, a Scottish podcast put out on the fact that Philly Christie has put his um, his apartment up for rent, uh, and I pointed out to them, yes, that's because he plays in Auckland during Super Rugby, and he goes down to Nelson to play in the NPC, and therefore he therefore he puts his room up for rent when he's out when he's out of Auckland. Um, look, there's a comment here saying I don't think um, Piranara can play until he plays a domestic game. Sure. He has to play one club game. That's fine. <laughs> I don't think there's a problem with him getting, uh, you know, TJ Pernar, I think, will be straight back in. Um, I, can't, I can't see them getting hung up on that one. I know, I know we're, we're picking what we think the All Black selectors would pick, but yep. for me, for me, I'm not. I'm just not the fan of, of the old boys coming back and, and just waltzing straight on. And as good as a player of Pernar is, what? What do you lose here, especially against no disrespect to, to Fiji and some Oran Tong and that they were playing? But isn't this a great chance to to bring in some some little young guys who are you know off the bench twenty minutes, you know, in the system, the guys that you really like? Um, yeah, that, that that's just me. If I was picking my team, if, if I was coach of the All Blacks, um, she would be a little bit different, especially especially with the old guys. They're appearing now work his way back into the system. Yeah, maybe I'd have thought Brad Webber would be the one to miss out. No, no, no. Keep him here. Give him that lucrative carrot. Here you go. Have a couple of test matches um, during these couple of months, Brad, and and re-sign that little contract. Take the money that Lomarpe left behind. Uh, Aaron says he uh, he agrees with you that TJ... So so maybe maybe TJ will be... I'll, they'll take him. They'll 100. If we're picking what the All Blacks will take, they'll take him. But I'm yeah. saying, if it was me, I, I would. That, that's one position I would certainly look to. Because I mean, there's there's a there's a host of talent out there uh, knocking at that door at the number nine jumper. So apart from Finley Christie, who else would you would you would you put in that? Well, category? the Crusaders nines, although they're not the youngest. Uh, yeah, I, that I young Chiefs guy. What's that? I so I think they've seen them before. The, the Crusaders guys. I can't I can't see them going back there. Uh, unless there's injuries, um, you talk about the Crusade, you talk about the Chiefs, and you talk about or Triple T. Um, no, 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 no. The, the young guy that's been kicking Brad Weber out of the last couple of weeks, Xavier Rowe. Xavier Rowe. That, that that would be a hell of a. Um, oh, for sure. But this is what I'm saying. Future. That would be a massive on me. Xavier Rowe to make it, but we'll see. Um, fly half then. Uh, Bowden Barrett and Richard Mwanga walk straight back into the squad, and I know you're both going to say, "I wish they, they weren't," but I can't see any. I can't see Bowden Barrett not coming straight back in. in yep. all honesty, <laughs> and, I and I don't think any of the other, of any, of any of the other tens put their hand up. Come on, I mean, back my Highlands once more. Come on, come on. They got Mitchell Hunt as a as a, as a, oh, as a bolter. Not Mitch Hunt. Goodness me, he's, he's worse than a tap when it comes to goal kicking. You, you, you've got Bowden Barrett in there at the at the best of times. Uh, no, Ioane for me, even if you, you're covering him at fullback or where you're going, his, his running game is um is, is astonishing. I really enjoy watching uh, Josh Ioane play. Played he, ten fullback. season. There's no way they're going to pick him at ten. No, but he'll be in the squad as a cover, fifteen cover, ten yeah. cover. He has played at well, ten. He hasn't well, started well, well, at ten. 
But you you watch them play. Mitch Hunt and Joshua Ani never stay in their position. Never. Mitch Hunt spends more time at fullback than he does at first receiver, especially defensively. So, so okay, so we reckon that Joshua Ani is still number three. Uh, Nocturnal Wright still reckons he's still number three in the packing order despite. Uh, yep. Um, I, uh, I think it'd be a bit, a bit of a bolt up. To honestly, I say he's not played at 10. He's already in first choice 10 for his own side, for crying out loud. Um, so, yeah. It, it fits the way the Highlanders play. That they play a very well, like the All Blacks sort of play, but with with Hunt and Yuani, they play that sort of dual playmaker sort of role. And when Yuani's at fullback, he spends a lot of time in the line of first receiver. And you'll see, uh, depending who your wingers are, uh, the Narekis, Gilberts, guys like that, spend a lot of time at fullback. Matunt spends a lot of time at fullback as well. They're, they're extremely fluid um, between those back three and and in the halves. Uh, what do you think about Ruben Love? <laughs> Oh Jesus! I thought yeah. Ray Xavier Row was a bit of a long shot. <laughs> yeah, that's that's freaking. Uh, yeah, that's, that's, that would be the bolter to beat all bolters. No, not happening. Okay, so we'd so, say so, so, okay. So, that's so, that's a no then um, on that one. So we'll, we'll, we'll move him as a, as a bolter. Um, okay, if they do take three three fly halves, then yeah, Joshua Arnie was the third fly half going into every World Cup, um, and uh, we'll, we'll be there if they take three. In the centres, then last year uh, they had uh, uh, five. <laughs> I'll just dump the names in there to start off with. Jack Goodhue straight away is injured. Um, Rico Arnie nailed on. Anton Leonard Brown nailed on. Sam Mappy, um, I think is uh, he's gone. Um, I can't see I can't see Sam Mappy getting picked. Um, in all honesty, uh, with him leaving at the end of the season, I. We're preparing for a World Cup. He's not going to be around then. Therefore, mm. Stephen? Boy, it, it, we're a bit thin on the ground there. <laughs> I, I really don't. I really don't know where to go after. You've got. You've obviously got those three three names there. Um, I, I reckon um, Havili gets picked as a midfielder. You reckon? Yeah, I do. It's, I, it's hard because you're all looking at the Crusaders. You're looking at people are talking Leicester Fayanuku going into the All Blacks as, as midfield cover, Brad Ninor as your midfield cover, and, and Harvili. Uh, all guys that aren't, you know, would you would your first choice put them in your midfield? Any of those? I, you know, I, I guess, but geez, you're not wrong about being thin on like, like Anton Leonard Brown. Yeah, key, so key, boy. He's never probably been more valuable in his All Black career than right now, I think. Yeah, I, yeah, Brad. You know, he comes into it. Brad Nettle for me would be ahead of um, would be ahead of uh, David Havili. Uh, yep. David Havili has been one of the best fullbacks in the uh, in in the country for years, and the All Blacks have gone no, thank you. But and you just you like know, he has got, why he not? Has very, he has got a very good kicking game. Um, so I I would I would put um, uh, I I would put David. At, um, uh, 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 oops. David Avili as as as, as, as Bolter. Um, uh, Aaron's got to mention um, Scott Gregory, but Scott Gregory, uh, no, sorry, but not, not in All Black territory. Um, the other person that is in here uh, is, uh, is 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 Quinn Spire. Um, it's got Gregory's been fired up this season. I give him his props. I, I ripped into him, but boy, he, he's a passionate lad. I like him. I really have liked him this season. He he got ruffled up 
against the Waratahs. I can't remember who by um, off the ball. And boy, oh boy, he, he did not give two inches to that fella. And he ran into him about four consecutive times in a row Swinton. every time he got the ball. And it was a Swinton, was it? I mean, he had a two-on-one overlap. And, and he just said, no, no, no. I mean, when you're leading by 50, I guess you can. But um, I, I like his passion. I, I like his commitment. He, he certainly wants yeah. to make an impact. And yeah, he's, he's, yeah, he's a chap. Fits in. Steve, he's, look, he's been look, a real great, big, fantastic real... player at, uh, at, at, at NPC level, decent at, um, uh, at, at Super Rugby, and, and, and has stepped up and shown himself to be a good Super Rugby player this year. Uh, now oh, yeah. he's playing in the right place. But an yeah. international, an all black? No, sorry. No, 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 no. no. But, it, you know, for a guy who, uh, for me, there's a couple of players that have had great redemption for the Highlanders. And one one has been Michael Michael Collins, who got heavily criticised when he was up here, playing for the Blues, out of position. Then we saw Scotty Gregory, you know, and it was something that all us Northlanders knew, that playing fullback, he was being played out of position. We knew he was a midfielder, whether it was a centre or second five. He's a great redemption story. If Scott Gregory's having another season like this in 2022. Yeah, then he, then he comes into that... Uh, then he comes into the equation, but this is—he's only in his first season. But uh, nah, to throw his name out there, nah, not not even close. But man, full credit to the guy—he's—he he showed he can actually put in a put on a hit, and he can take a hit as well. Yeah. God, he took—I I think he, Valentino might have buried him in in the Can, Canberra uh, on the field in Canberra oh. there because that was a big hit, and he got up. You know, that's the main thing. Mm-hmm. Tough. I think I, I, don't, I don't think Peter Manga Jensen's had a great season this season. Um, I think Quintapine might be ahead of him uh, in there. I'm not sure. But um, look, one of the problems we have here is that Rico Wani and Antelope Brown are both 13s. There are no 12s here, um, which is where your you Lamapi um, uh, comes in as well. But um, yeah, look, Aaron, I don't think we're, we're not suggesting Michael Collins would, should be in, in, this, in the conversation here. We're just saying he's had a, he's had, he's had a good redemption story uh, at, at the Highlanders. Um, when he goes over to Wales, mind you, at the end of this season, he may become a Welsh international um, soon. <laughs> we'll have to wait and see. Um, I'm just going to take a quick um, break, boys, while you have a quick discussion um, about your um, back three in there. And I'll leave you with the uh, five names that they uh, that we had last year. Um, obviously, one of those, Caleb Clark, is not really injured, but he's not available. So I'll take him out of there. Um, but uh, have a quick thought as to names you want to put in there. Be lucky to make the side based on form, to be brutally honest. <laughs> Agreed, um, I, 100%. Yeah, I mean, so really and truthfully, talk about second second year year blues, probably not a bad thing that he's away uh, playing playing sevens. Uh, listen, Seven Reese has been good, has been pretty pretty good all year, to be fair. So I, I, I reckon he makes the cut. I've got, and all those other names, they put. You'd probably have them in again, again Dave, uh, D-Mac, Will Jordan, and um, uh, Jordy Barrett. Although, once again, how bad is Damien McKenzie's injury? Oh, he's just suspended, isn't he? From his red card. Oh, he's course, only been out yeah. for his red card, hasn't he? Yeah, I think, he, yeah. I think he's all fit and ready to go, oh, um, okay. which would be nice. Put uh, but boy, I, I tell you what, Jordy Barrett's a man who pretty much can't be left out now, isn't he? For yeah. for me, I, I think he's he's the best man in the 15 jump and I've, I've liked him in at fullback since he started and you know back in that lines two or four years ago when he first burst onto that all black scene and that 15 jumper committed I, I enjoyed him there and I've, I've never liked him on the wings but like Ben Smith a 15 not a, not a 14 uh, at all but yeah those four definitely in there uh, but gee where do you get your fifth uh, one from because is this where you look to like a, um, a flying Nuku now to 
to be in that outside back position. Um, yeah, since I, he's, yeah. I, 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 I agree. I think he'd be, you know, you, you, you almost like for like you go for a, for a big, big, powerful man. And I think he's the Fuyanuku. Yeah, I like the spelling. Here we to go. To me, he's done enough. And boy, he's just so good with ball. Don't worry, I've got, I've got it up on the other screen, so I'm copying. I'm, I'm typing it across. Copying. <laughs> Absolutely, there's no way I'm doing that one from 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 memory. Um, Aaron makes a good point. Yeah, Will Jordan has made some blunders recently. Absolutely. Yep. I mean, look, a bit like um, Jordy Barrett had had a blunder in him or two a game uh, a couple of seasons ago, but has, has now matured and has removed those from his game. Will Jordan just needs a couple of years to to get them out of his game, and then he'll be yeah, amazing. Um, uh, uh, Batman is throwing in Caleb Trask. I think that's a bit of an, a bit, uh, that, that's a bit of a stretch, personally. Um, mm. Look, <laughs> as a, as, uh, for, we've already got Jordy Barrett, Will Jordan, uh, and Damon McKenzie as 15s. Caleb Trask is a 15 or a 10. He is not a winger, uh, and that's where, uh, if there are going to be players to be um, to be picked uh, to, to come in here, it's, it is a wing. We're looking at a name that we we're not sure about um, around this one. Says the guy uh, who threw up Ruben Love. <laughs> he, 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 he also <laughs> throws Ruben Love and John Nariki. Yeah. Right, um, which, oh, I'd like to see Nariki. Like, imagine what he could do if he. Like the Harden has given him a bit of space, but boy, he's a guy that just does something from nothing. You know, he's running backwards from a rubbish pass, and and he just try something the little chips he does the little steps he beats one man he's just so electric and and quick off the mark that he just makes things happen but very rarely does he get like the space that Seve Reese gets on the on the end of a crusaders backline and that's what is kind of exciting about him is is you know that he's he's playing fantastically but you know that he could be even better if he was on the back of you know crusaders backline or or, of behind a crusaders pack more like and and um you know, an, an all-black jumper would, would be phenomenal, but uh, I, I can't see it happening. Nariki's a bit undersized. He is, but he's got a fantastic uh, boot on him, and he's and he's mobile as hell. I, I, okay, Damien McKenzie. Yeah, Damien McKenzie also. And Justin Colby. I think Jonah Nariki, yes, he is a bit undersized. That is going to count against him, but his feet, his speed, and also that boot. Uh, I, I think we underestimate how good a boot he's got on him. Because um, he used to play, used to play fly, fly half, didn't he? Yeah. Listen, if we were playing the if we were playing the Springboks tomorrow, then what? There's one guy. If he wasn't on the field, I'd be really happy about Nick Chesney Colby, because yep. the guy's the guy's just an amazing player. And once again, one of those players who can just make something out out of absolute nothing. Um, I just see you put in Silesi Rayasi. I think he's still got a ways to go. Before he's uh, looking at an all black jersey, we know the skill that he that he possesses. But does he does he go looking for work enough? I'm not so sure. Uh, but it, I mean, again, this is not one of those ones. I mean, the conflict was talking about when we talked about the, the the halfbacks. Do we bring someone in here to get an experience of a taste of the environment uh, and told what to do uh, up against the up against Fiji and Samoa and say, "Hey, look, come in. I want to see work rate from you. Otherwise, we're never going to see you again." Um, could be the kind of uh, what could we, we could get that kind of that kind of message. Uh, I mean, Connor Golden Bash has been thrown out there in the, in the live chat. Look, he had a great start to the season, uh, but then got injured, uh, and is, is one for the future. Uh, yeah, as 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 you said, Batman. But yeah, not not for now. Um, absolutely. Um, uh, I mean, um, I mean, Bryce Heem could come into the conversation. He's been playing pretty well at wing. Oh. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Julian Surveyor's not been going too bad recently. Um, 
a couple of names to throw out there. Um, uh, we, a certain person who's going to score five tries in Super Rugby. No, no more shaking heads there. No one from the yeah. uh, no one from the Chiefs you're interested in. Um, Houston is the other winger, obviously down there in uh, the Hurricanes. Uh, oh, I mean, if you're not looking at Nariki, you're not looking at Wiz Houston. Let's be honest. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, Bridge, I think he's out injured, isn't he? Because um, that's the obvious one we're missing, actually, but we're not mentioned. Um, uh, is uh, so, so I think Bridge is out injured as well. Um, and then heading further south and uh, the Highland as well. You've been playing. Um, Tom we Kinsa. don't have wingers. Yeah, you don't bother with wingers, do you? you... <laughs> we have Nareki and that's it. I mean, Sam Gilbert's a guy that's been really, really good this season. But we're, while we're throwing away names that, you know, are, are such long shots and probably yep. six years from selection. Um, but, you know, young talent. I, I am, I'm excited by him. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, we're playing Sarah Thompson on the wing. Who, who Hey, he's a tiny little player. Does basic things quite nicely. But, geez, yeah. Not in this he's, a, he's a centre through and through. He's not a winner. He is. Oh, 100%. Yeah. yeah. But that's the thing. There's, there's no out now wingers. When you lose that, uh, Garden Bashup, that other young fellow that played one game, looked really good, got injured for the rest of the season. Um, and then the other one, three, lost three wingers. So you're left with no one. The um, you've, you've lost three wingers. So, so what we got? Yeah, got, kind of Garden Bashup, um, Freedom, um, Vaikulu, um, who's the thing you're talking about. Um, there as well. Um, yes, yeah, so pretty surprised Solomon Alamalo hasn't had more game time uh, down there in the Highlanders, to be honest with you. Someone who was talked about as an all-black uh, about three seasons ago uh, and then has sort of uh, gone backwards in his play. Um, so, uh, yeah, uh, interesting one there uh, on that one. Um, so, looking at this then, uh, look, looking at the list, if we, if we head up there, um, there's potentially uh, a, a, a prop um, spot available. Um, there's, there's, there's a couple of uh, loose forward spots. Um, we might, um, and, and then a couple in the centres and a winger spot available. So it's going to be some interesting uh, room for room for some interesting calls um, uh, next week. We'll just have to wait and see. And obviously, we'll discuss it um, uh, on next the drive more next Tuesday at eight pm. Nocturnal right says mysterious personal problems of Solomon. Um, Solomon not injured. Okay, interesting in that one. Um, he's been, he's been well, a lot of time injured too. He's, he was injured a bit this season as well. Yeah. A bit of both, but he did have a few personal issues uh, after his first few games. Um, so, uh, well, too, we wish him the best with all of that sort of stuff. I say, at his best, he is in this conversation, um, but he's not had his best. Um, he's not been at his best for a couple of seasons now. Uh, I say, about three, maybe, uh, seasons ago, he was in that conversation. You know, guys, um, just... I was going to say something to ponder, guys. Um, we're so thin on the ground in the midfield, especially at second five. And the New Zealand Rugby Union, not to mention the All Black coach, must have known that we'd be thin at second five. And yet they obviously weren't going to pay Nani Lamapi a decent salary to stay in the country. But it does it does make you wonder a bit, doesn't it? Absolutely. Me. I mean, um, Jack Goodhue, who's obviously the injured one there, uh, you consider him to be both 13 and 12 as well. Um, if I look down that list, I mean, Pyre has come through at 13. He's only moved to 12 this season. Um, Braden Lenor, the other name that's there, he's a 13. Peter Manga Jensen, I think, has also been a 13. I'm, I'm, there, there, there are no 12s in the country apart from Lamapi. Can you name another natural 12? I, I, TJ Fiani, but he's definitely not this level. 
um, maybe Nankerville. Um, but there, yeah, natural 12s are very thin on the ground. We look at who's been playing there. I'm just looking through some some random team sheets um, from weeks gone by. Uh, the Crusaders have been using Dallas McLeod in midfield, not not a not a twelve. Um, yeah. Where else am I looking? The Blues, Fiani is a name probably a lot of people have bandied about over the years. But let's be honest, um, I, I vote a, a down thumb to that. Alex Nankerville, the Chiefs guy, often used at twelve. And the Highlanders, well, they just throw all their backline players that they're from Auckland, you know, you know, Collins and Gregory and all those. But I mean, none of those are really all black level, are they? Really? Let's be honest. When you say that was just one random week of, of trans Tasman lineups, and you've got, you know, five, six names there that you'll just go, no, thanks. Havili will be named as a midfielder. Hmm. I think the question in here, so, 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 so throughout Thomas Mayo Jensen uh, has potential but injured. Uh, so maybe um, the um, but uh, all, 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 yeah, as Aaron said, all the twelves being used are converted thirteens, really. Mm-hmm. Um, and yet, it wasn't that long ago that we had lots of thirteens and no twelves. When you think think back, when we had uh, um, Sonny Bill Williams, um, uh, uh, oh, um, um was was there. We had um, well, um, uh, Moana, Moana oh, gives an M. You Moala. Um, no, I'm thinking about all, all the guys who played, but they were yes. all playing at the All Blacks before Anton Leonard Brown and um, and Jack Goodhue. Um, and these were all the kind of guys that were there. They were they were all twelves, uh, um, not thirteens. And, the, and obviously the one from the the uh, Crusaders who I've just gone blank of uh, uh, Crotty as well. They were, they were, yeah, they were playing twelves out of position in thirteen. Now we're playing thirteens out of position in twelve, um, which is. Um, uh, yeah, it's just interesting. Four years later, we're in the opposite position we were just after the 2011 or 2015, sorry, Rugby World Cup. I, I agree with the comment in there from, from Darth saying it depends on your game plan because it does. I mean, what sort of game plan will the All Blacks be playing? I, I guess it's going to be, yeah, in these first few test matches, it's just going to be score points and have fun and score lots of points and enjoy <laughs> the game. Um, but long term vision, are they going to go for that sort of inside centre who? plays a, a kicking game or are they going to want a, a runner or you know, obviously they don't want a, a big bulldozing player like a Laomapa or they would have kept him around. So are they going to go for, like you say, two sort of 13, two sort of players that play similar sort of games, defensively sound sort of players, just passes, take contact, set ball for the next phase of play, you know, not not be that sort of second playmaker that we used to seeing. Um, with a regular sort of 12 and like other countries do when they put, you know, Australia puts uh, Tamur in there, you know, um, Owen Farrell goes in there for England. Yeah, it's converted 10s out to 12. Well, we're doing the opposite. We're going 13s into 12. So it's, it's a game plan you want to play. It's what you want to do if you want to have kicking options. We're, we're going with the two 10s at 10 or 15. Everyone's doing something different. So it's, it's I guess, keeping ahead of the game, isn't it? And how they want to play. I guess this could be the plan all along to just go with, Two thirteens and have your second ten option at, at fullback. And, and I was going to say on Lamapi, it's not as if his form had been really compelling this year, except it for the been, Crusaders. Yeah, it had been it had been a real yeah, except for when played the Crusaders, it had been a real sort of mix mix and match this year. So um, maybe it was a, a case of the All Black coach thought, nah, maybe I can maybe I can look in other places. 
Yeah, so it's going to be interesting to see that, uh, see, see how the All Blacks go and how they want to play that 12 role. Yeah, I, yeah, you've got three choices. You're, you're kicking one, uh, your you're distributor, or your, um, or your bulldozer. Uh, and um, yeah, uh, it'll be interesting to see what kind of role. And I'll talk, I'm oversimplifying things to a great degree there. Obviously, all the players have them in there. Um, Aaron says, no, no, no standout 12 since Martin Nonu. Ah, look, I think it's a bit uh, a bit harsh on Crotty. I think Crotty was Crotty had had that jersey um, tied down after that. Um, I think um, since Crotty's gone, is is when it's been a bit of a question mark as to as to what's the centre combination going to be, uh, and, and and how to um, uh, and and settle things down at that point. Well, boys, we have overrun. So, Stephen, I'm sorry, there's no club chat this week, um, but uh, we will uh, try and get back to that next week. Uh, thank you very much, Cornflake, for joining us. It's been a long time no seen. Great to have you back. Stephen, the ever-dependable, uh, wonderful to have you here again. And uh, everyone here in the live chat, great to have you around. We'll be back next week at 8 p.m. And don't forget, I'll be here every morning at 7 a.m. with the morning sports briefing. Hi, this is Craig Robinson from Ways to Win. And support for this podcast comes from Invesco QQQ, the official ETF of the NCAA. Invesco QQQ is proud to sponsor this episode and even prouder to provide access to innovation for the last 25 years. Basketball has had innovations over the years too. We're seeing the game played in new ways every day. Learn more at Invesco.com QQQ. Let's rethink possibility. Invesco Distributors, Inc., Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market.